Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? see that because we know pride comes before the fall but we know Nebuchadnezzar he defeated Assyria in 612 but then in 605 in what was the world war at the battle of Karshemish Egypt and Assyria band together to come against Babylon but they didn't stand a chance Nebuchadnezzar was indeed a mighty general and he defeated these armies he wiped the Syrian armies out and then he chased the Egyptian army south and of course it's just a coincidence that while he's chasing these armies through the south, he comes through the land of Judah. He comes to Jerusalem, and he captures Jerusalem. Again, we know this was prophesied. He captures Jerusalem. But God is so gracious and merciful. He doesn't destroy it. He doesn't destroy all of Judah. He doesn't even take that many captives the first time because at the same time he's capturing Jerusalem, his father, Nebuchadnezzar, dies in Babylon. And he has to return quickly. He travels over 500 miles in less than two weeks. It's a historic journey to go seize the throne, to make sure he could secure the throne in Babylon. Again, that's God's grace. And he left Jehoiakim as a puppet king. But of course, Jehoiakim messed that up. And then his son Jehoiachin only lasted three months. And he was destroyed. And there was another exile where, where Nebuchadnezzar came down and took more exiles to Babylon. And then the last time, the third time, we had hit, it happened again where they tried to rebel with Egypt. Zedekiah tried to rebel, and so Nebuchadnezzar had enough. And in 586 B.C., he said, that's enough with these stiff-necked, stubborn people. I'm going to wipe them out. And he left only the weakest and frail in the land. And he took the rest to exile to Babylon and killed many. And so... When you read verse 2 in Daniel 1, and the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Notice this. It was God. It wasn't even Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was, was the tool in God's hand. And it's the same for you and me. You know, when we rebel against God, he will use whatever he has to to get our attention. And as a nation, he does the same thing. As we lament and we mourn for our nation and what's going on, why do you think God's allowing it? And the heartbreaking thing, and did you notice? It says that he also took some of the articles of the house of God and carried them into his pagan temples. And if you look around our nation today, what has happened to the true elements of worship in our nation? What has happened to true Christianity, to the so-called church? Look at what's happening in our nation. We are doing things and saying things and preaching things in the so-called Christian church that are pagan in origin. We're defiling the elements of the temple of God. We're doing these things, the same thing. It's the book of Daniel all over again. That is what's going on in our own nation. 
We're seeing the defiling of true elements of God, of so-called Christianity, the Christian church, over and over again with false philosophy and, and heretical teaching. And it's sad. But we're going to finish with a passage of Scripture. Again, we're not, it's broad strokes today, so relax. I know it's hot, but we'll get through this. But I think there's power in this for you and me. Because as we study the book of Daniel, we need to understand the times in which we live and how we are to stand in these days. Because look at this, Daniel 1, verses 3 through 7. Even though these men are being raised up in this pagan culture, we know God's in control and they're going to stand for him. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men whom, in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans, verse 5, and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they may serve before the king. Now from among those, the sons of Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, Hananiah, Shadrach, Mishael, Meshach, and Azariah, Abednego. Now when you think about these four young men, they were around 14 to 15 years old most likely. These young men... But again, this is all part of God's plan. He gives them immediate favor. And what else does he do? He raises them up. But not only that, we know, here's the thing, again, about God's plan. We know that none of this, none of the prophecies of Daniel, none of these things that we hold to, that we understand, none of it happens unless these young men are taken into exile. Do you realize that? When we look around and we see all these bad things happening, even in our nation, know that God can do a powerful and mighty work, and we can look back on it and say, it wouldn't have happened had we not been in exile, had we not been in the condition we were in. God can raise us up in any culture, at any time, in any circumstance. Just trust Him and stand for Him. But did you notice what they do? The first step in brainwashing is to change their names, to change their identity. And think about our culture today. With identity politics, we see the muddying of waters of genders, of sexuality. We see a whole generation in our nation being redefined, being renamed. Have you noticed? Choosing new pronouns, choosing new genders that don't even exist. Renaming a culture, renaming an entire generation, taking away their identity. Giving them identities that are spiritually foreign. But well, we see Daniel, he's given this new name. His new name means Bel's prince or Bel protect the king. Bel was the main pagan deity of Babylon. Shadrach, his, you know, his name Hananiah means the Lord is gracious, but they changed his name to illuminated by the sun god. That's what it means, Shadrach. Again, they're taking away their godly heritage and giving them a pagan heritage. Mishael was renamed Meshach. Now, Mishael means who is like unto the Lord, but his new name means who is like Shach, who is like the goddess Ishtar. Blurring the lines of sexuality in that one. And Azariah, he was named Abednego. Azariah means the Lord is my helper, but his new name means servant of Nego, who is another evil, demonic, pagan entity. Do you see what they did? 
First step in brainwashing, first step in, in destroying a generation is taking away their true identity, taking away anything godly. I'm so glad we don't see that today in our nation. But that's what's going on, folks. This is why this book is so powerful for today. We're in a war. And we don't even realize it. This is the brainwashing. And then notice this. Now they're going to send them to a secular communist university, probably UCLA or Harvard, I'm not sure. But notice they get a full meal plan, full scholarship, and all the alcohol they can drink. Look at verse 5. And the king appointed for them the daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine of which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Okay, I kind of made that one part up, but it's very similar when you look at this. And look at verse 4. It tells us that he's going to teach them the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. Do you see what they're doing here? Taking away the godly heritage, redefining who they are, and then training them up in their own evil pagan ways. They offer them food, sacrifice to idols. It's, in essence, they're saying, eat what we eat, drink what we drink, be like us. Be like our culture. We're going to train you up. We're going to brainwash you so that you can serve our pagan king. Guys, do you see? If you just look at this, even from the broad overview I'm doing today, do you see what's going on in our nation? It's nothing new. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that's happening. Destroy their identity. Destroy their their national loyalties. Destroy everything about them and their godly heritage. And for what purpose? To serve a pagan uh, king. And essentially pagan idols, pagan gods, which are demonic. It's all over. But here's what I love, and I finish with this. I love how Daniel is going to react to this. And we'll look at this next week, but I want to mention this today. I love how Daniel stands up to this. You know, we... VBS is powerful, but you know what? It's only beginning. We need to raise up a generation of Daniels. That's what we need to do, and we need to be Daniels. Do you understand? Daniel 1, verse 8, but Daniel proposed in his heart, take note of that, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief and of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself Daniel knew who he was. He refused to compromise. He didn't let them define him. He knew who he was in the Lord. I love it. His name, Daniel, God is my judge. And he stands to that all through this book. And again, we'll look at that more next week. But I tell you, this is why I am so glad we're going to be studying the book of Daniel. And I thank you for your patience as we go through this historical context and this introduction. This is really just the teaching to get us ready for the teaching. Does that make sense? But hopefully you can see the parallels and you can see what's going on. And it's time for us to stand for our Lord like never before, to not be defiled by this Babylonian system that's all around us. To not serve pagan gods, but to serve our God, the one true God, the God of all gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. There is only one true God. And all of us will one day stand in front of him. And I want every single one of us to finish well. To stand like Daniel stood. To stand as a Daniel to raise up other Daniels because the days we live are evil. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.